Welcome back to Friar Talk. For today's episode, we're basically going to be doing kind of a player profile on CJ Abrams, the next man up after the Fernando Tatis injury. Um, and there's a few things, you know, CJ has been looking really good in camp. He's bulked up. Isaac had a, he had an article up earlier or earlier before we, when we were talking about it. So maybe we'll share that a little later, but just looking at CJ Abrams, if you guys don't know much about him, he is a shortstop. He is six foot two, was 185 pounds before spring training this year. He's only 21 years old. He is younger than me. Isaac, I don't know your exact birthday, but I also believe he's younger than you, which is pretty crazy to think about. Um, but this guy is the number six prospect in the MLB right now. He was drafted six overall. He's a lefty. He throws righty. And he is one of the fastest players in the MLB um, and will be when he's active in baseball. But in out of any organization, he is one of the fastest players. I mean, probably like Billy Hamilton and maybe a couple guys are faster than him. But this is a dude that can legitimately steal 30, 40 bags consistently a year. Um, he is the ultimate leadoff hitter. He is a plus-plus hitter. Uh, he has average power, pretty good fielder. He's a he's a natural shortstop. He can play second base. Um, I, he has a plus arm, plus fielding. Like, just really, really good. He doesn't get the credit to be a five-tool player because of the power, but Isaac's going to get into that in a second here. That's something that it looks like he might be developing. So you're looking at a potential five-tool player that will be will likely be replacing Fernando Tatis over the first 60 games of the year. So Isaac, you want to get into just the, the spring training reports on CJ Abrams and how he's been looking? Yeah. So quoting MLB.com, um, our farm director, Riley Westman said that CJ Abrams is getting more physical. He's adding weight with the addition of weight. His speed times are still getting better. His strength numbers are going up. So everything in, in, in that aspect, strength and speed, going up everything's looking better than it already did bat to ball has been awesome now a lot of people were saying how he's just a contact hitter that's all he'll ever be people were saying that i think i think people took into account like oh he's probably not gonna be a power hitter because of his frame well now they're saying that there's strength behind the contact he's making there's more carry to the ball he said some of that stuff, it can look pretty, but it's just a flyout. Now he's over on field three, and the balls are leaving the yard. The balls are leaving the yard now. So, I mean, that's a pretty big development considering you didn't think you were going to get that out of C.J. Abrams. I think people took didn't take into account he was, like, 20 when he got hurt. I mean, of course, he's not going to have that much power at that age, especially with his frame, but with maturity, with him maturing, with the resources the Padres are going to provide to bulk him up and – and, uh, you know, get his performance to the top level. He's going to be, I, I think he's going to be a fantastic player. Um, one thing I, I will note is that Matt and I both think that C.J. Abrams is the best option to fill in for Fernando. Um, I, I think, you know, when when your shortstop goes down, it sure feels a hell of a lot better knowing your top prospect is also a shortstop. Now, does that, do I, I mean, I'm not going to guarantee he's going to start there to start the season. I mentioned I think it's going to be, a battle between Hassan Kim and CJ Abrams. Now, even if CJ Abrams wins, it's likely we still might see Hassan Kim get the start at shortstop or second base if they want to move Jake over. Um, that's actually what AJ Casavell said. Go read his article. I, I just read it right now. Really good. Um, he was stating that it's a big opportunity right now for Hassan Kim. Um, so for what we know, he might be first man up. Um, and, and that's okay. He was a two-war player last year with atrocious 
Okay, I'm not going to say atrocious. That's a little mean, but pretty bad plate numbers. Uh, 662 OPS, and and you know that's obviously not what we want to see out of a guy that had a lot of hype out of out of a what the KBO, right, dude? I always forget it's the KBO. Um, that's not what we want to see. Second year though, he's kind of the same situation. He's gotten bigger. I don't know about speed. He's never been a speed demon, but amazing defense. Hopefully, he's able to you know make up and for for his offensive production last year and hopefully he's able to to do that this year um you know produce offensively but with that being said yes it's an opportunity for Hassan Kim he he will get a good majority of reps however it shouldn't be ruled out that your top prospect who was supposed to be ready by this year gets ready now i know what we're going to get in the comments already he's only played this many games in double a this and that fernando played 88 i think i believe it was in double a so not that many. He played a lot more in single A and, and rookie ball. But I actually had his stats up earlier for Fernando. Let me see if I still have him up really quick, though. So San Antonio double A, he played 88 games. In Amarillo, he played two, 90 games. And, of course, he's played for the Estrellas in, in the Dominican. Um, got a lot of playing time there, of course. So, yes, he had some more experience, but Fernando also went down with an injury, I believe, before he came up and, and made his debut. It's not like A.J. Preller has been shy about, about bringing guys up early. I think people for, – Fernando's literally the perfect example. He brought Fernando up to start the season. He didn't wait. He didn't say, we'll see down the road. He brought him up early, and it paid It paid huge dividends because that team was pretty bad, and who – who got them that far to the point where they were even in it at the All-Star break? Fernando did. Um, so I, I don't think it should be ruled out that, that C.J. Abrams will potentially be the starting shortstop, maybe not in the first month. But after that, if Hassan Kim is not producing, he probably will be. Um, I still think it's going to be a spring training battle, though. I mean, even if C.J. Abrams wins, Hassan Kim still will probably get the spot. But that's also saying, like, Maybe they, I don't know if they eliminated it. I, I need to read the full new CBA, but um, at the same time, maybe CJ Abrams does need a couple more games down there. And and if he shows he's a baller in spring training the way he did the, the first time, then yeah, he's ready. Bob Melvin said, we got Hassan Kim last year for a reason, and he's going to be put to the test now. And, and uh, you know, he's excited to get him those opportunities. And he said, we'll see about CJ Abrams down the road. Of course, he's going to say that. Because Hassan Kim originally on the depth chart is the first man up. That is the first thing that's gonna that's gonna come to mind. And and we've talked about it before. Me and Matt and I were talking about it before we started recording. Managers are never gonna say the truth. I think they rarely ever say the truth. Um, regarding trade rumors, regarding what how they talk about their players, they're never gonna tell the truth. Um so on the depth chart, if Hassan Kim is above, is is the next man up, he's gonna say it's gonna be Hassan Kim. Regardless. Um but performance tells all. Performance is the biggest story here. Who performs better in spring training? Who looks better? Who looks who looks like they can take over Fernando's role? And we're, nobody's going to replicate Fernando's productivity. Nobody. But who's going to come closest to it? I think if you look at it from, from a player standpoint, the speed belongs to C.J. Abrams. That goes C.J. Abrams' way. The defense, of course, that goes Kim's way. We don't know about the plate. We don't know about the plate because CJ doesn't have any any major league reps at the plate. So um, regarding the player poor, I mean, I know we're supposed to just talk about CJ Abrams and how good of a player he is. He's an amazing player. We've seen him go from, from 
home to third. It, he hit a right center field gapper to the fence, and he was already at third by the time the, the ball was barely getting to the cutoff. That's how fast he is. And now the power is finally starting to come in, supposedly. Not going to take every word for it. We know those reports that, oh, you know, this guy's in the best shape of his life. Those happen every offseason. So don't – I'm going to take it with a grain of salt with the power, but it's really good to hear, of course. Um, and what's another thing? Contact is – contact's always going to be there. We've seen in spring training, we've seen his minor league numbers that – not numbers, sorry, his – some clips where he's really, really, really good at taking the ball where it's pitched. So if it's pitched outside, he'll take it the other way. He'll ball pitch inside. He'll take it. He'll pull it. Like he's really, really good with that. He's a really good gap to gap hitter. And that's what Jake is. Jake is a really good gap to gap hitter. I feel like. So um, that's another thing that's, that's uh, really good about CJ Abrams. I just think everything is good about CJ Abrams, man. I'm really excited for CJ and regarding the swagger though. I think every team needs it. I really do think everything, every team needs to have some sort of swagger to, you know, I just, I don't know. I've always been a fan of it. You always get more more publicity in the media when you when your team has swagger. You're you need the energy, man. Yeah, you need energy. You need energy. You get more publicity in the media. Teams, I don't know. You're just liked more. You know, it's just more electric. The fans vibe with that swagger, and I think the players play, you know, based off the fans' energy and based off their own energy. Um, I mean. CJ rocks those chains and and all that kind of stuff too, just like Fernando does. So I don't know if he has as much swag because Fernando's got it, man. But um, I just think, you know, I think CJ Abrams is somebody that that could help give this team a jolt if he's able to produce the way I think he will. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, I think that that one thing that we kind of I don't know if we disagree necessarily, but I think that when you're saying like it's gonna be Kim versus Abrams. I think it's more of Abram. I, I think there's definitely like a factor of that of like, okay, who's the main guy that's going to be on the field. But I also think there, that's something that's going to be in play is how much is Cronenworth going to play at first? Is he going to play at first a lot? Is he going to play at first against all lefties? And then maybe you have CJ and you have Kim at second and short. If that's the case, also I lo- would like to add, I think that Kim should play shortstop if they're both on the field consistently. Hasan Kim is one of the better defensive players in the league already. Last year, he was amazing. He was really, and even, and when you bring that up, he even had a couple like just errors early on in the year when you could tell he's kind of getting into the feel of it. I remember there was one like where he went up and he like just like lost the ball. Like he got like stuck on the ground and like I kind of lost it and just like didn't get a throw off. And he, and they just, and he just looked like so frustrated that he made like that he had that error. But once he got comfortable, he was ridiculous. He was ridiculous at second. He was ridiculous at third and short. But he's extremely rangy, even though he's not that fast. And of course, having Fernando at shortstop, he's the most rangy shortstop I think there is in the league. But you have Kim at short, and you have Abrams at second, and you have that speed, that athleticism at second base to go along with a, an amazing fielder, a very, very elite fielder. I think you get a lot of it, and I think the value of your infield goes up so much. So I do think that it's going to be more of like for playing time. I think not like a because I do think that CJ could beat out Hassan Kim, and maybe it wouldn't be like he would start right away, but he could. It could be like okay, like he's right there. Like he might be twenty-one years old, but he's going to probably get some playing time. And if he looks good when he gets reps, if he starts the the year in the MLB, then he'll overcome that spot. 
but I do think that it's likely that we can see, you know, more of like Abrams, where are you at? Oh, you're ready to play in the bigs? Okay, we're going to find a spot for you. Hey, Hosmer, you have not played well enough, and you're going to be benched or you're going to be put in a DH spot a lot more than maybe you were expecting to. And I think ultimately that's going to make the Padres better too. So it is interesting when you when you look at their situation just because I think Haseon Kim is inevitably going to be just the backup infielder at, at second, third, and short, which is a good thing, especially when you bring up Fernandez had so many injuries. You know, we have we can move Cronenworth the first. Like, there's so many different things you can do there. Um, you want to give Manny a couple DH days because it doesn't look like the Potters are going to sign a DH. Um, at least I wouldn't expect them to. Maybe they will. But I do think that's definitely in play where you have him just kind of pop it in the infield all the time. And then that also gives him a somewhat routine amount of at-bats because I know that was definitely an issue last year where it's like it's it's hard to develop a guy when he's just on the bench all the time. It doesn't really work out too well. And when we when we saw Haseon Kim play for a while, he started heating up after he had like 15, 20 games play, played consecutively. So I think that'll be a big factor in how this plays out. But C.J. Abrams, he's a he's a top five, top ten prospect wherever you have him. He I think he's a five tool player. Maybe not elite power, but he definitely demonstrates enough. And if you look at his frame, he's so skinny, or he was so skinny. He's bulking up a lot. Um, and Isaac, one of the things that you said was that he has gained like 15 pounds since the end of last year, which is, that's a pretty decent amount of weight. Um, and the other thing that I remember you brought up like physically wise was that there, that the big thing that was like kind of the shocking part was he added this weight, but he didn't lose speed. He said he looks even faster, which is very, very encouraging because if you look at CJ Abrams and you just look at the athletic profile that he has, he's like almost like an Olympian level athlete. Like that's how good of an athlete he is. He's not just like, cause I think that we see that a lot with a lot of baseball players. Like there's a lot of baseball players that might not be like pro athlete type, like looking guys, CJ Abram looks the part like, and you know, that's how Fernando is too. That's how some of these guys are. Um, but for CJ Abrams to come in and just to show like, Hey, I, I bulked up and I'm still the, like, I can still be a leadoff hitter and I can give you some more pop potentially. That's huge for the Padres. And that, that can help them a lot. Now this season, that could help them a lot this year. So we're going to see what he's got. I think uh, I think he's very clearly the number one person to watch in spring training. I think number two is probably Mackenzie Gore. Um, and there's going to be some other guys that that throughout the spring. But, I mean, all eyes are on C.J. Abrams now. And, and for anyone to have pressure at 21 years old, he probably has quite a bit actually right now to kind of not fill the shoes completely, but to potentially replace Fernando Tatis Jr., which is – which is uh, you're going to have your work cut out for you doing that one. <laughs> um, but that's all I got for CJ. Uh, anything else you want to add, Isaac, before we take off? Yeah, man. Regarding, C- regarding uh, Hassan Kim and CJ Abrams, I want to point out what uh, AJ Cass, and again, go ahead and read AJ Casabell's article really good. Um, Hassan Kim said that one of the biggest strides he's made in the offseason was, which what what I think Chase, Matt, and I can all come to a consensus, this was his biggest issue, facing velocity. Um, that was addressed in the offseason. He said that he's been mainly working on catching up to, to pitchers' velocity. He said he's made some big strides in that. He said, if I get consistent playing time, I'm confident I'm going to start hitting, put up good numbers. Defense, I can play consistently. I know that. I believe in my defense. When it comes to hitting, if I get consistent playing time, if I work hard, I know I can do well. So, telltale sign, he's been working 
on his velocity and and now he's when you when you have confidence at the plate against anyone that you face it's a lot easier to go up there and put up numbers compared to when he's coming from the kbo he knows nothing about about uh you know actual mlb competition and he goes up and he sees a 100 mile per hour fastball and he gets gassed like now he knows and though hasong kim is not technically a prospect per se i consider him a prospect because he He's still, you know, only in his second year in the MLB. If there was an opportunity to send him down to the minor leagues last year, I'm sure the Padres would have done it. I mean, just to get him more at you know, because he wasn't getting a lot. So um, I don't think it's a bad situation to be in. Yes, it sucks you lost Fernando, and we talked about that in the last one, so I don't want to talk about it too much right now because it's pain. But um, it's a good spot to be in. I think your top – I mean, obviously your top – Prospect is a shortstop. That's amazing. And then this guy who got a lot of hype coming from the KBOs also came over as a second base, shortstop, third base. He honestly plays everywhere. That's fantastic. Um, but, you know, next man up. Always going to be next man up. And and that was the case for the Padres last year. It didn't work out for them. But that was just because there was like 10 next man ups. <laughs> so, so you know, there, there's one next man up right now. It's different when you have like – High profile international players and prospects as your next man up, and instead of Jake Arrieta and Vince Velasquez, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah man, I, I completely agree. But, um, right now, of course, everything out of spring training is going to be encouraging, you see that with every team. But that's all we can say is that things have been encouraging for both CJ Abrams and Hassan Kim. Um, we never know what's going to happen, plans can change immediately. We could see. We could see Jay Cronenworth play short. We saw that a lot last year. We could see Kim playing short. We could see Kim playing second. We don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, I still think there's reason to be excited. Even even, C.J. Abrams is throwing even a little harder than he used to. And I don't know, for those who've watched for a long time, we pointed out many times, he already threw 93 to 96 across the diamond. He's throwing even harder than that now. So, I mean, there's a a lot of things to take. There's a a lot of stock to buy in CJ Abrams right now. Um, very exciting for him. Um, I just, I just still think this is a good team, and I really think if CJ Abrams pans out, then, then uh, you know, this team's still going to be electric to go watch. I know it's hard, even for me. It's hard for me to want to go to Petco Park and not see Fernando Tatis Jr. It's really hard, but I think there's still reason to go if if CJ Abrams or even Mackenzie Gore pans out. So stay excited, man. You know, stay optimistic. Because I, I, it's a long season. If we're even in it by the time Fernando comes back and even one of these guys pans out, things are looking a lot better because, let's be real, things are looking bleak. You have Eric Hosmer. You got Will Myers on the books. That is already bleak in itself. You haven't signed anyone. That feels bad. I mean, you see teams going out making upgrades, and we're not, and that sucks. But the best kind of upgrade is your in-house options if those pan out. Absolutely. Um, we'll see how it all works out. I think uh... – you look at this and and I think, you know, you talk about being optimistic, but you know, you look at this spot and you go, well, yeah, it might be pretty rough to start the season, but this is also something where the best team does not win every year in baseball. The best team does not win every year, almost every single sport. It's about getting to the playoffs and it's about getting hot at the right time. If you get Fernando back and you have, you get Hossie and Kim, CJ Abrams, those at bats, and they're contributors by the time that part of the season rolls around, and you have a, a deep infield. You have potentially, I, I don't know who really would move to the outfield in that spot, 
Um, I don't know. Maybe you you know you have like a, a DH options now potentially if you know you want to put Fernando at DH for a while. You want to put Manny there. Like I said, uh, you want to put CJ there maybe even a little bit. Like you have different guys that you can you can bring in as, as hitters and you have some more depth that can end up helping them in the long run, which is. It's the only thing to think about when, when your superstar player goes down because, of course, it hurts more than it helps, but it can provide that. And so maybe, you know, you see you see one of these guys really take off this year, and then it's like, hey, you know, Fernando's going to be great. Fernando's going to be, you know, the superstar when he comes back. But now we got this guy that can come and fill in at second base, and now Cronenworth can move to first, and it's not like a loss of, like, who's going to be our second baseman. And it's not like it's Hassan Kim where he had like barely over a 600 OPS. It's it's him with a full year of preparation to go against MLB pitching. It looks a lot different, right? CJ Abrams, you know, your top end prospect that's balling out. So we'll see how it works out. But I, I think it's I think you're right. It's there's reason to be optimistic. Um, and you know the Padres might struggle a little bit early on in the year, but it's about how you finish. And if they can finish hot and they can get these guys clicking, then that's all that really matters. I mean, you got an expanded playoffs, you can make it there. You can hit a run, and you can you can end up winning something. So, next man up for these guys, and uh, hopefully CJ and Hassan can ball out. And hopefully, it's a it's a competition of not a uh, one guy who, who's been better. It's been kind of rough. It's hopefully it's like these guys are both balling out, and we're gonna have to get them both playing time because it could very well be that case. So, hopefully, that's how it works out. But I think that's the the thing to watch for this spring training, which is which is gonna be very exciting. So, with all that said, thank you guys for listening, and we'll bring you guys Padres baseball stuff tomorrow.